There is no such thing as good or bad. There's only what you want and what you do to get it. And when life gives you lemons, you squeeze them in the eyes of your enemies. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Life Podcast. I am Sam, joined today by... Tabby. What's going on? Today we are talking about the fairly recent game, Desperados 3. came out a few months ago. But as always, before we dive into it, we're going to get into some modern thoughts. You want to start? What's on your mind? Um, my modern thought is about a video that's been going viral by YouTuber Nigel Ning. I hope Nigel I'm saying Ning? that okay. name right. I don't um, know who that is. Well, you do because he plays oh. Uncle. He plays Uncle <laughs> Roger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he has this character called Uncle Roger who always wears an orange shirt and he reviews white people cooking rice or British people cooking Hi, rice. Yeah. <laughs> and his video um, where he reviews Jamie Oliver's fried rice recipe is absolutely hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just him kind of freaking out at all the mistakes that Jamie Oliver makes, like putting chili jam instead of sriracha. Well, it's, it's like a white... English boy version of, like, I don't know if you can call it fried rice. It's something. It's food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it fried rice. <laughs> I made my uh, manager watch it. He's Japanese-American, and Jamie Oliver keeps putting olive oil into his fried rice. So weird. And at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the video, he just douses the bowl in olive oil and then puts the rice in and my manager's <laughs> hands just went up to his face <laughs> like, it's like what is happening so it's just really it's just really funny i'm a white boy from germany living in southern california and even i know not like like the second i saw him put olive oil i'm like what <laughs> i'm like no like coconut oil get some sesame like Literally anything but olive oil. It's it's like doesn't match. It's so weird. Olive oil doesn't have a high heat tolerance, so and it's, it's also, not the best to cook with. Olive oil just also has a very distinct flavor, flavor. that I just would yeah. not think would go with fried, ri <laughs> fried rice. Very weird. <laughs> What's yours? Um, I actually have two. Ooh. Uh, first one I'll make really fast because I think it's just a fun fact that I read about the other day. Which is that, well, it's actually not so fun, <laughs> is that I was reading about all the pollution in space around the Earth. And if you count just all the little particles, every single little debris, there's a total of 129 million pieces of just little bits floating around just from all the times we've gone to space and launched satellites. I'm like, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that much. But the article talked about this new company that's trying to... Uh, it's this little rocket that shoots out foam all over its sides. And then the foam like instantly kind of freezes, right? Because it's in space. And then as this little satellite thing is floating around, the foam catches all... Because they're trying... They're not talking about the all the big stuff floating around. Like all the little things. Mm -hmm. And then it gets caught in these foam arms. I was like, that's kind of a cool idea. And then what do they do with it? Just bring it down to Earth and put it in the I, ocean? I, I, <laughs> honestly, I think so. Then they bring it back to Earth and it pretty much just burns up in the atmosphere. But the worry is that at some point there's going to be so much junk we can't. Like, what are we going to do with it? Well, just you're, you're not going to be able to like launch any more rockets. Oh, or get, interesting. There's going to be just so much stuff in the way between you and space. Anyways, hmm. that was a fun little fact. Hmm. But my main modern thought is... We have that PlayStation Now subscription service where you can stream the games and whatever. And Days Gone was on there. Oh, yeah. A few, like three weeks <laughs> ago, they put on there. I'm like, I was looking for new stuff to play. And I'm like, okay. like What's Days Gone? So Days Gone is this open world zombie survival game. And I'm honestly kind of over the zombie stuff at this mm -hmm. time, at this point. But the game got decent reviews and it looked good. I'm like, oh, let, me, let me give it a try. And so I'm on the the first, there's a bunch of little stuff in the beginning, but the first main mission when you get to kind of your safe hut, I start going from there and down the road, you encounter some bad guys and I was still figuring out the controls and my encounter did not go as I wanted it to. And 
being a perfectionist. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get hurt at all. I just want to kill these guys and do like a very clean run through of this mission. I'm like, let me try this again. Cause I'd saved right before the encounter. I'm like, let me, let me load this up again. And I load the game and it brings me all the way back to the beginning of the mission. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I loaded the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I load a different file, another save file that I had right before, and that brings me back even before I get to the safe, the safe headquarters. It it plays the entire cinematic cutscene before I even got there. It's like not even the beginning of the mission. I'm like, what is happening? So I look, I'm digging through Reddit threads. I'm like, how does the saving in this game work? And it turns out you can only save if you're next to your... The whole game is based around having this motorcycle, which I haven't even had yet. The first mission was to get your motorcycle. So you can save when you're next to your motorcycle or when you're like next to a bed, like Grand Theft Auto, like, you know, when you're sleeping, it saves. But the game never explained this to you. I'm like, why do I have to dig through Reddit threads to mm. find out how this saving works? And you made a really good point when I brought this up, which is they put thousands of hours of testing into these games like this is not a triple a game but it's it's definitely up there as far as the budget goes for this game and i'm like how did nobody mm -hmm. was nobody annoyed at this this weird saving thing i don't know it just it pissed me off so much i just like deleted the game I'm like I, I have no time for this yeah. like i i want to be able to save it'd be one thing to bring me back what's a good example i mean last of us right if you uh, at the beginning of the encounter it just kind of brings you to the beginning of the encounter mm -hmm. which like yeah i'm like that's what i was looking for but this brought you just all the way back it just seemed so dumb i'm like i just i have no time to deal with this i just want like a fun game to play i don't want to mess with the saving stuff and just the fact that the game never bothered to tell me how the saving mm -hmm. works i was just like so over it mm -hmm. i'm like all the little details these people pay attention to but like saving the game is a main part of a game and that yeah. should be just kind of flawless and explained right away yeah. i don't that's, it just infuriated that me. same manager that i was just talking about in my modern thought he started out in the video game industry and he says he can't really play games anymore because he's right back to just testing mm -hmm. like he can't enjoy right. the game he's like Having flashbacks of crunch and, uh, <laughs> you know, but so, so yeah, they yeah. have people who are just trying to basically break the game and try right. to find all the flaws with it for hours on end sitting at a computer. So <laughs> I find it really strange that so many other people had that experience on Reddit with the save and it wasn't caught at any mm. point before the game came out. Oh, and yeah, when, when I finally found some Reddit threads, there was so many people that were like, yeah, this is... This is my fifth time going through just the first mission, and it puts me back at the beginning every time, and it's so frustrating. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, that's God, not a good start. God bless these people for tr doing this five times. I was over it after <laughs> yeah. the first time. I'm like, I am not. Like, if if I got almost to the end of the mission and then for whatever reason died, and then you have to just go all the way back, mm -hmm. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm good. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Understandable. Desperados. Let's, let's talk about it. Desperados 3. Yeah, I guess that should be the first thing I'm going to mention. The music is fantastic. <laughs> so it, great. <laughs> I was listening to it in the car. It's a really good soundtrack. <laughs> and so for people that aren't familiar with this franchise, I have a little timeline here. There's other offshoots of Desperados games I had even no idea about. So Desperados 3 actually takes, it's a prequel that takes place before the first Desperados game, which came out in, I didn't write this down, like early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. Like we grew up playing it. Mm -hmm. It was a big hit in Germany. We got it for Christmas yeah. and I was trying to post a picture of us online freaking out getting the <laughs> pc game for christmas the first desperados is a really good game with an equally great soundtrack and then what happened is they made desperados 2 which was pretty much a hot mess if i remember it. i tried to play it and i could not get into it i, I remember playing a few missions and just dropping the game and one of the things i totally forgot about desperados 2 is it let you switch so these games are these overhead view, you know, kind of strategy games. And Desperados 2 did it where you could switch from that view into 
like a third person view. I don't know if you remember this at no. all. I was looking at the gameplay footage and I did not remember this being a thing. So it, you know, you could do your strategy thing from up above, and then when you wanted to kill someone, you could switch into like third person or either third or first person. I forget. It sounds good in theory. Right. It sounds good in theory, but watching people play it on YouTube, I'm like, it looks, it just it did not work at all. And also just kind of looking at the maps and everything, they're, they don't look pretty. It doesn't seem to be all that intricate. Like, I don't know what happened with Desperados 2, but it's just. It's no bueno. And then there was a game after Desperados 2, which I had no idea existed. It's called Hell Dorado. I don't know if you knew this. I, I read about it online, but I don't know what it is. Which just, it just focused on John Cooper from what I read. It didn't have the whole gang hmm. of Desperados. Yeah, they called it Hell Dorado. And from what I can tell, it totally flopped. And the game looks really ugly when you, it's like just really weird graphics it's this thing where they keep trying to no oh, this oh this kind of 2d overhead view is not enough it has to be more like 3d and just looks did not age well it looks huh. really bad looks like they went really back to basics though with this game then. they they did but that's what i think is so weird is they make these other two games after desperados one and everything that works about desperados one they like throw it out the window mm -hmm. like we have to make it bigger and better and i'm like no like, Desperados 1 is a great game. You don't... You just have to expand on the characters and, you know, maybe give me some more abilities. You don't have to make this, like, a third-person shooter. That's not what this mm -hmm. game is. Mm -hmm. So very strange, and I think that's probably why those games don't work. So Desperados 3 is sort of kind of Desperados 4, if you count Haldorado. But there's not that many interviews of the developers making the game like behind the scenes but from the few things i was able to find the people that made desperados 3 is this group of people that grew up with desperados 1 and really liked that game and like <laughs> yeah like went back to basics because De desperados 3 feels like what desperados 2 should have been it's just this big expansion it's a little bit better graphics like these giant beautiful maps and it there's no third person mm -hmm. view like it's it's mm -hmm. like what Desperados 1 was and it works so well still in 2020. So how do you feel about the the price cuz when this game came mm -hmm. out it was around 60 bucks it came out at the same time of Last of Us and we decided to do Last of Us instead, which is maybe a mistake, because <laughs> yeah. this game was more fun. Um, so we waited yeah. for the price to drop, but I do find it interesting that the game is as expensive as one of these AAA games when it mm -hmm. first came out, and yet there are no cutscenes in this, which is something I really loved about the first game. Yes, I so I definitely missed, and we'll get to the characters in this game and the character building, but I definitely missed having those cutscenes. It made... In, in the first Desperados, there's always these great cutscenes in between missions that this game doesn't have. And it, to me, those cutscenes help me just kind of immerse into that world. And it brings these characters more to life, seeing them in like mm -hmm. 3D animation cut cinematic cutscenes. So I definitely missed that, but we'll get back to that. As far as the price, I was actually kind of reading up on some stuff about video game pricing and... You know, games used to be 50 bucks, now they're 60, but overall the the price has really stayed the same and the budget of these games when you talk about like mm -hmm. The Last of Us, all these AAA games mm -hmm. has, you know, exponentially increased mm -hmm. like how much it takes to make a big budget video game compared to back in the day, but yet the price of buying a video game hasn't gone up accordingly with that. So the Last of Us should really be a hundred bucks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like these, you know, yeah. like motion capture, like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. like where people just spend years making these games and it costs millions, you know, of dollars. Like these games probably should cost way more than sixty dollars, but I don't think anyone's willing to pay that. I d I think they would though. I think Maybe. if there was some kind of guild for animators and these people weren't yeah. just abused making games in the cats movie you know <laughs> and they had actual workers rights maybe we'd be okay with paying um, more for games so I, I mean i think for 60 bucks yeah i, I think it's fine I, I think it's fine yeah. especially because they i mean you have to you have to buy the extra dlc stuff which is always annoying but 
the game is it's quite long. It's not like a short mm-hmm. game. There's mm-hmm. what thirteen missions, I believe it was, and they're they're all fairly long missions. Most of them, like you, I feel like you get your money's worth. It's not it's not like a strategy game. You're over with in like eight hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend a good amount of time with this game, and then there's a bunch of extra missions and challenges yeah and well the the baron missions i think are free but mm-hmm, then there's i de- did most of them yeah. so yeah so you get the 13 missions and there's a bunch of these baron missions where you replay the missions but it's totally different is the best way i can explain that and then there's a bunch of dlc missions you can buy so because they could have done the baron missions and charge extra for those too mm-hmm. if they wanted to which they didn't so I, I, th- I feel like you get your money's worth for 60 bucks i, th- I don't think it's bad at all where do you want to start? You want to talk about the crew? Yeah, the go characters? ahead. Go ahead. Um, honestly, the characters in this game are probably... They're all fun to hang out with, but they're all very cliche, and there's no depth at all to the characters. I don't know if you find that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's better than the first one, though. Is it? Yeah, there are a lot of stereotypes. I mean, you had like the Chinese girl and she was constantly quoting Confucius. (laughs) And then you had Sanchez, the Mexican guy who was always drinking tequila and just like a lot. Yeah, but the Mexican, you know. I guess this Mexican. Hector is kind of the same. Hector is like. Hector is basically just Sanchez with the bear trap. Like they're they're, they're the the big Mexican guy that can carry two bodies instead of one. Uh, And (laughs) he's kind of the comic relief. I don't know. It's like. And yeah, the the first scene you meet him, you're like drinking at a bar with him. It's like always like the drunk Mexican guy. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, they are they are just kind of cutouts, but I think the game is aware that it's doing that. Right. I I guess I I don't I actually don't mind the stereotypical characters because this game is very much like like the idea of this glorified wild west that i grew up watching like john wayne westerns as a kid this very kind of like yeehaw like clean white boy western and well, i think it's more about their relationships too i think they right. spend a lot of time on you know isabel and and doc for example or the yeah. backstory between their, their relationship Sanchez is the best and, yeah between isabel and doc there's like a lot going on of back and forth and yeah. loyalty and I really enjoyed that and the rest is just kind of like meh I don't and going back to the cutscenes I don't feel quite immersed with these characters mm-hmm. even though Desperados one there's equally not that much character building but I feel more like just seeing what John Cooper really looks like yeah. and he's like <laughs> and I I definitely miss that in Desperados three because yeah, even the even if there wasn't a big cutscene in Desperados 1, I don't know if you remember, there's these, like, between missions as it's loading, there's these animated, oh, like, the train is going across the mm-hmm, map, but it's like all it's all animated, like, this red line moving, and, but th- this game didn't have any of that, it's just kind of loads, and you, like, read something about the next mission on the side, it's all very static. Oh, I see, yeah. I guess I just kind of miss a more interactive... Wild story, West story yeah, Wild yeah. West storytelling thing between missions. I think that would have been a nice touch. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot of work to also animate all that stuff. So I mean, and they definitely spent their time. Like these, some of the missions are ginormous in this yeah. game. Like they definitely spent a lot of time on it, especially the last one. Like when it first gives you the overview, I'm like, it's gigantic. Um, the one in the mine too. That was one of my favorite mine. ones, and so many different ways to approach it. Yeah. I mean, the prettiest one is the New Orleans mission. Like, just all the lights at night. It Mm -hmm. it just looks... The game looks great. Like, the maps are amazing. And I love how they added all these interactive kills. Like, when you can, like, drop rocks on people or... Yeah, the environmental kills. Yeah, the environmental kills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that because I don't think that was a... There were, the few, one, right? there were a few. There were a few, but a couple. Um, but there's one in every single mission in this one, and it's it's fun. Yeah, I'm always like always trying to seek those out. Drop a big boulder on somebody. <laughs> Church bell. <laughs> well, um, the game does look really nice. I had a lot of glitches. I wanted to keep track of them, and then I just gave up because it was mm-hmm. never ending. We tried different things, like having me not connect to the internet and so on. Uh, even with the Baron missions, the challenges it would glitch out like i yeah so this is this is where we had a big discrepancy because so we we both play on the same 
PlayStation mm -hmm. 4, but we have different accounts. And I maybe had like one glitch all game long. It, and it was something minor where like Isabelle's, Isabelle has this power where she can connect two people. And then when you kill one of them, both of them dies. That was glitching out on me one time. And I think that's the only thing that ever happened. But your game My music constantly stopped. crashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had so many huge issues, and I we couldn't figure it out because we're we're playing on the same PlayStation. Yeah, just we couldn't figure it, it out. Rough. It was very weird because <laughs> I had a I had like a flawless experience with this game, and Most you people did online because I yeah. looked it up, and I guess it's just me. So, but yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I just want to get back to the characters for a minute, real fast again, because in the first game, the first character you get is this guy named Sam. Well, he he works like on a plantation, but because I, I rewatched the whole mission from Desperados you 1. Did. He's trying yeah, to stage he's not, an uprising. Because I remember it as being um, that they were all slaves, but they're not. They they work on this plantation, but they're no. Already, it takes there are no. I yeah, mean, I I don't know why I remembered it yeah. like that. They're they're technically freed at this point, but they're not. I mean, they're still getting paid like it's shit and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you meet him, Desperados 1, you're like, they're like, oh hey, old friend, and it's like these guys have known each yeah. other forever. And there's no mention of him in this game. And I this know, game takes him. place right before the first one. And actually, So Desperados 1 takes place in 1881. And this game takes place in 1875. So it's only a six-year difference. So if they're that old of friends... Well, they can't be I that know. old of friends if he's never mentioned <laughs> like six years before. <laughs> I did miss Sam, yeah. I thought that was strange. That would have been, would have been like a good way to tie him into... You know, cause since this is a prequel, tie him into the mm -hmm. first game. So it's kind of weird that he's not in this. And not even have him as a character, even just have him maybe show up. Yeah, or... show up like in one mission yeah. or like anything. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, who's your... Do you have a favorite character? Is it Isabel? Isabel is really fun to play with. There was one mission where basically just annihilated everybody. I feel, I feel like she's slightly Isabel. overpowered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little... <laughs> She can swim. She can climb up, mm -hmm. climb up the vines. Her kill is really quick with whatever little knife she has mm -hmm. there. She can, as I said, connect two people and then just kill one of them, and they both die. So you can just she can heal. She can heal herself. You can take out so many people at once yeah. with her, because I can connect two people, then mind control one of them, shoot another guy, and then that guy will get shot, which will kill the person I connected with. You can kill, like, three or four people, like, with one gunshot. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and the, the thing is, like, especially in the first game, my favorite character was always Doc. He has this, like, dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. He's always fun. He Doc's has a sniper. just an a-hole in this right? game. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. He has, he has, he has some character growth. Um, but we thought it was really strange that those gas vials from the first game that you can even pick up ammo for, mm -hmm. you only have one vial each mission no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And then I think because you have this mentality of I have to save it, I ended up using it maybe twice yeah, throughout the same. whole game. I really never used it because, and I, I don't know if I remember this right, but in the first game, I think, and maybe it does I thought it killed people in the first game, but maybe not. It just mm -hmm. knocks them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you only get one or two vials, and one you never, vial, every mission. never ever get refills for Very it. Very strange. I don't know why, because it's really not that powerful. They wake up no. right away. Yeah, they don't stay asleep that long either. Yeah. Um, so, I don't. It's like where is like all of Isabel's powers are amazing, and then someone like Doc. I mean, I use the sniper all the time mm -hmm. just to take out the people that were high mm -hmm. up. That's super useful, and you constantly get ammo for that. But then, yeah, his other powers. I mean, the suitcase is good. But the vial sucks. Cooper's, you know, Cooper's Cooper. He's good all around. Mm -hmm. That knife. I love being able to, like, uh, throwing the knife. Yeah. Just, like, throw a knife. Go hide in bush. Wait till everything comes down. Go pick up knife. <laughs> yeah. Throw another knife. <laughs> you can do that all game long. Who am I missing here? I love the bear trap, honestly. I use that A bear that trap's a nice with Sanchez. I like, with Cooper, the coin and how you can throw it, like, if someone's behind a horse. And then yeah, you throw it at yeah. the horse and it'll kick the guy, yeah. like. Again, those environmental kills are fantastic. And, and I didn't use Kate as no, much, but I was, you did, that was, no? Uh, yes and no. Mm. I mean, I, I did use her to seduce people all the time and distract them, but besides that, it's kind of... She's not all that useful. I mean, her gun... Her gun is quiet, but it only mm -hmm. goes like five feet out. And then her character is just obnoxious with the fact that you constantly have to get these new dresses. This girl, I like, can't hang on to a dress. 
this is pre-fast fashion and she's just throwing out these handmade uh, gowns left and right. <laughs> I, I honestly would have liked to see something where, I don't know, you get a dress one mission, maybe it lasts for another mission after that and then goes away or like, but every mission, like, yeah. and th you know, the missions are all right after one another and she's like, I gotta go get another dress. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do to the last dress? <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, she's not that powerful, so I don't think it would have been yeah. overpowered to maybe let her keep her dress keep her every dress. now and again. I'm not saying, like, every mission. Yeah. She's she's okay. Did you have a favorite mission? I think it was that mine mission. Really? I really liked that one. With yeah. where you have to push the cart you throughout the map? You have to push the, the cart, yeah. That was really fun. There's so many of them. I'm trying to remember. I like the New Orleans one a lot, honestly. Like, the first one. I liked infiltrating the party. That mm. was the one where I had Isabel oh, yeah. just take everybody yeah. out. Uh, you know what? That might be... I think that might be number two over New Orleans. The The party one is a lot of fun. We have to get Mr. DeVete. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, dress up and they let you in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this when you... Uh, when you get there and you're incognito with Kate and Cooper and there's a line of people waiting to get in and you just kind of go to the front of the line and then the non-playable characters that are waiting in the line are like, we were here first. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> I did. I also love all the really great cheesy lines. Like? Like, like when the train gets robbed and I think it's Cooper who says, something tells me you're not here to check my ticket. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's just nonsense, and it's like every mission there's somebody saying something really over the top, and <laughs> again, it's like so conscious a choice that mm. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's absolutely ridiculous, and how they're in the first half of the game, you just go around like blowing up train tracks, like it's no big deal. <laughs> Like, you're destroying this entire... There's, like, one train track connecting everything, and you're just blowing up bridges. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I think the only times that it was maybe a little too cheesy was when it was trying to put in some kind of overwhelming story moment that mm -hmm. felt really flat, um, like Uncle O'Hara dying. Oh, we both terrible. just laughed at it, but it I think so it was dumb. supposed to be sad. We both And we both <laughs> knew he was going to die at the beginning. Like, yeah, this guy's going to die. This is going to, like... Because Kate needs some motivation, too. But the way the cut scene was, too, I don't know if yeah. it was very kind of choppy and rough. Didn't seem very well no. thought out. I don't know how to explain it, but he's he's shooting at the bad guys, and he's like, okay, and, like, goes back as he's walking back inside, like, gets shot in the back. Like, I don't know, it was just done really very weird. Strange. Yeah, it was a very strange cut scene. Like last minute they were just like oh wait no we have to like we have to kill him real fast but just like throw it in there real fast like, I don't... it's very weird i um, thought the pier nine storyline was also really strange where cooper which... says over and over nobody goes in alone he says that over and over nobody's going in alone. oh my god then he has an attack of amnesia <laughs> and right when you're in front of the gates he goes I'm going in alone. When he's, and he's going after uh, the guy that killed his dad. The guy who killed his dad, yeah. yeah I forget what his name is. It's like, is. why didn't you... Why did you have him say it then so many Nobody times? Nobody goes, <laughs> goes in alone. Yeah, and then he shoots Sanchez, like, in the shoulder. Yeah, he shoots Hector. Because Hector... I mean, in, uh, not yeah. Hector, in the sorry. Wild West, where you could die from like an infected toenail, but he's fine. Because Hector's like, no, dude, like you're my bro, and I'm gonna come with you. And Cooper's like, no, I like shoots him in the shoulder. Him, Everyone's like, what the f? And then next mission, they're like, Hector's like, you know, you guys need to give Cooper a second chance. Like everything's cool between us. I'm like, what is happening? Sometimes there was some casual gun violence that I thought it was just so unrealistic that it wasn't fun anymore. It's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, there's something else where someone gets shot, but I forget. <laughs> Speaking of blowing up the train tracks, I do, it's like the third or fourth mission, but when you have to, so you have to plant the dynamite on the bridge and then from far away, like snipe it with Doc and then the whole bridge blows up. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I don't know. I really like that. Mm -hmm. I almost wish there was a little more of that kind of stuff. I think there's one other mission where you have it's like the golden bullet moment they call it it was a lot of fun yeah yeah that I was like cool <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about the limited ammo that was a change from the first game 
where your gun yeah. just was overheating. I, I actually liked it. I thought it was uh, creative. I think it worked because yeah. you didn't have... I mean, we I played on hard, and I think there's one difficulty above that. But yeah, I mean, playing on hard... It's like, like you run out, you run out, you have yeah. to figure it out. And honestly, way. there's enough ammo crates, and you have so many other ways to kill people. Like, I think it worked. Because in the first game, it was so easy just to rely on Cooper, like, shooting and throwing knives. Yeah. And in this game, it yeah. makes you, because his stuff is limited, you have to use the other people a little more. And I, I, think it, I think it totally works. I'm totally fine with it. I also had an issue with standing next to multiple different things I could interact with and not clicking on the right thing. We're playing on the PlayStation. Yes. I had to click... You had to click R3 mm -hmm. to switch between them, but... Sometimes when you're in the middle of something and you're not thinking, I would want to like pick up a right. body really quick, but I was right next to a ledge, so then mm -hmm. I was jumping over the I ledge. Was gonna, on I was accident. looking over my notes. I was going to be my next thing, it's because having played Desperados One on the PC and now playing this game on a console, and I don't know that honestly that I've ever played a kind of overhead strategy game like this on a, on console. a console. I've yeah. only ever played them on the PC. But how? I mean, besides that, how did you like the experience of that? I thought they did it well. I, yeah. I did have... It took a while to go back to the character and actually have them run somewhere. I missed just being able to click on a spot and they run there automatically. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to fix that on a console. I right. thought they did pretty well with trying to adapt it. Yeah, because I've definitely seen these types of games where they convert it to a console and it's like they almost give you like a mouse cursor to move around with with your joystick. Oh really? And like that that doesn't, work, doesn't work at work. all. No. So so yeah, no, the way they did it I think was really good. It was just that one thing where you if there were too many items to click yeah. on in the same spot then the game Yeah. Cuz it's like they were all like press X, but there's like three things to yeah. press X on. Yeah. My version of that is if you click left, what is the pad on the PlayStation called on the far left? Like the D-pad or something? Like, not the actual joystick, like the... Yeah, the arrows. Yeah, the arrow buttons. If you clicked, I believe, left on that and then hit X, it would speed up It would speed up the game a little mm -hmm. bit. Which sometimes you're waiting for a certain action to happen and you don't want to just sit there for an hour. So you just you speed it up a little bit. The game has this signature view cone thing where you click on a bad guy and you can see... Like, the view cone mm -hmm. swings around. You can see where they're, where they're looking. But then, if I sped up... And then pressed X, it would go, it would change the view cone mm -hmm, every time to like the person I was closest to mm -hmm. and kind of the center of the map and not the person that I was trying to keep an eye on and actually speed up. Yep. So that was, that was my main pet peeve with the controls. And again, mm -hmm. I don't know how you, I don't know if there's really any way around that because there's only so many buttons on a playstation yeah, controller yeah um the other thing also is that they didn't seem to make this font at all legible for oh, the subtitles. Yeah, anything yeah anything yeah the subtitles any of the text and we uh, we talked about how accessible the last of us was and how many things you could customize mm -hmm. for people to be able to read everything font size, and then font color and then going to this where like <laughs> i was <laughs> like i i got lasik and i i couldn't read <laughs> the font it was a little frustrating and you couldn't even change the font size there were a lot of customizations that the game just wouldn't let you do and i don't know why nobody thought of it one of them was the character mm. comments oh you couldn't God. turn off yes which what, you could do in the first game you could do in the first one so every time you uh complete an action with a character they have their signature line of or right if you just, away if you, or... if you switch characters if you select a new character they say like their catchphrase for right. that mission Every, Every time. single yeah. time. And they only have like two or three recorded for each mission. And you're constantly switching characters, yeah. so it, it becomes incredibly annoying. Yeah, again, a strange thing that could be a really easy fix, especially because it was in the first yeah. game from 20 years ago, but nobody thought of it, <laughs> I guess. Or if it's, you know, maybe we think it's easy and it's not because you have to isolate all these audio files. Like, I don't know. Mm, okay. I have no okay. idea. The game studio, I mean, there was only, like, what, 15 people working there. Like, it, they, have, they have a picture of them all at the end of the credits. Like, they did some Wild West outing. They're all, oh, the whole, I miss that. All the game developers are, like, wearing cowboy hats or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't that many people there. So, I mean, I have no... I don't know that much about how this stuff works behind the scenes. So, it seems like an easy thing, but there's always a million things people complain about that seem easy. And you only have time mm. to do so many of them, but... Mm. Yeah, like, after playing that second Last of Us, it was such, like, an aha moment of when it lets you 
customize mm-hmm. the subtitles and everything. I was like, oh yeah, how is this? How well, is this not customizable in every game? And also, how is this not a thing? Because there are plenty of people online uh, from disabled communities who have been advocating for this and reaching oh, yeah. out to developers and huh. saying, I cannot, I right. want to play your game, but I can't read any of the things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really. It's time for these things to change. It, it, it's just thing that never occurred to me before I yeah. honestly saw it in The Last of Us. I was like, oh. It, it just seems one of those things where the second you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, how is this not mm-hmm. just a thing all the time? Mm-hmm. That seems so obvious. I wanted to talk about the uh, replay screen. So whenever you finish a mission, yeah, yeah. there's like a sped up I always version. skipped right through it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting to kind of see what you did mm. and it kind of followed this character line and just a sped up version of how long it took you to finish the mission did you watch the screen every time no i didn't watch it every time but i thought it was a cool feature yeah there are these red and blue boxes that keep popping up in the corner of the screen in these circular icons it was never explained what they were i searched (laughs) the entire internet i was like am i just stupid and i can't figure it out and nobody talked about them. I huh. even reached out to the developer oh, over, really? uh, yeah, over social media, and they didn't get back to me. So, it's it's a mystery. But again, it's weird because huh. it's one of those things that they obviously put in there as something that you should get. Like this blue and red box is like popping up and popping up, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what like it is. Like during the replay like, screen? Yeah, it's oh, in the top corner. And it's a circle icon, and then there's a red box and a blue box, and they the numbers go up in those boxes and i don't know what the numbers represent i don't know what the colors represent well red i would guess means a kill blue like you knocked somebody out i don't know i thought that too but that didn't correspond to the i don't know know. we'll never know (laughs) we'll never know Also, something I I really enjoyed was when you pick up a body, all the hiding places are illuminated. You know, the bushes, all the... Mm -hmm. You can do this with this body. I think it it was just made it a little bit easier for the player to... the body just kind of disappeared, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make a decision of where to go or... Because in the first game, you'd end up... There'd be like 20, 20 bodies in this one bush you're hiding, and they're all like outlined. It just looked ridiculous after a while. And in this game, if you... If you have one of the dead guy's bodies and you hide it in the bush and it just kind of <laughs> like seeps into the ground, it just kind of disappears, which like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good way yeah. to do it. This was also a really big year for killing dogs in video games. <laughs> yeah, so they right, they added dogs in this game. Every once in a while, a bad guy would have a dog and he can like sniff you out. Yeah, hiding in the bush isn't going to help. He's going to sniff you out, fool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you'd have to kill some dogs sometimes. <laughs> and the unrealistic swimming, too. Um, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> swimming through the Mississippi swamp. That was my I favorite. I looked up, like, can you swim through the Mississippi oh River? No, God. please don't try it. <laughs> yeah, they swim through the river next to a waterfall, by oh, the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're in a swamp in one mission. You know, never mind, never mind the disgusting water, but there's also... Like yeah, the, the water's swamp. really toxic. There, I looked that up too. Yeah. It's a swamp. Like there's going to be alligators. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the Mississippi swamp. You don't want to yeah. be swimming through that. It's thing. like I read Huckleberry <laughs> Finn. Like I know how strong the currents <laughs> are. <laughs> it just reminded me of there's this part in The Last of Us with Abby where you have to get to another shore and you were stuck there and you looked at me and you're like, does it want me to swim through the ocean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, you that can like do a, that now. It was like a, th- a lightning thunder. <laughs> rainstorm and it's right off the coast of seattle and the water's just like, like just going like white water rafting i was like so wait i'm supposed to swim, swim through this? are you out of your mind also after that war scene where you just have this little rudder boat and you make it oh back god, to amazing. make it back amazing. to seattle in the open ocean oh my god your little paddle boat and you're going from like to an island off the coast of seattle never that's enough about the last of us um it's just about the the swimming mechanics in video games (laughs) that just always crack me up um how did you feel okay i honestly towards the end of the game got a little bored with it and i don't know if you felt the same way but three quarters of the way through the game there isn't really anything new that's introduced okay so you need a little bit more i don't know and i was just kind of like okay 
I just kind of found myself every mission kind of doing the same yeah. stuff. And I wish I would have been able to use some of the other stuff like Doc's little gas bomb there. But I never really used that because you only have like one of it. And I don't know. I mean, I just at the end of the game, I was just a little bit like, okay. I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how to solve that though either because it's not like they no, can just come up with something else. I know. That's just, it's my own personal yeah, problem. Yeah, I know how you feel though. It's like, okay, valid. like, because after a while, all the environmental kills are sort of the same. Because, you, you know, in the beginning, it's like one mission, you find out you can kill some guy by having the horse kick. And then the next mission, oh, you can drop a boulder on somebody. And, like, it kind of introduces all these cool new things. And then after a while, it, I feel like there isn't anything else to discover. I mean, and I was like, okay, yeah. like... Yeah. I've kind of seen it all, and now it's just sense. a different mission, but I'm going through the same motions. And yeah, I was kind of ready for it to be over with at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a big uh, big year for revenge stories. It it's funny oh that God. this whole game is about John Cooper, like he's going too far to avenge his dad. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, wait a minute, the second one is called Cooper's Revenge. So right. what is that it's always, one? It's a Western. It's always revenge. At what point is it you, though, John? <laughs> like, at, at what point do you have to take a look in the mirror? <laughs> John Cooper. <laughs> Daddy. I, I guess I do like how John is not a complete... It's his progression to be a badass, right? Because in the first game, he's just like badass John Cooper. In yeah. this game, he gets his ass kicked multiple that's times true, by the yeah. bad guy. I'm like, that's yeah. a nice little twist. Because they have, what, I think three duels total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. the first two, John gets like shot or yeah. loses. And then the yeah. third one, he finally kills the bad guy. So it's like his, his progression to be badass John Cooper. I thought this game also did a much better job than the first Desperados at coming up with reasons for why you're doing it or yeah. the the violence and the killing that you have to do within the games there's it's explained why this is happening I, the one that's really really kind of sticks in my brain from the first one is when you rescue Sanchez from a prison and you kill like a battalion of 200 like soldiers who are just doing their job at this like prison combo right <laughs> and you're like wait a minute like I should I should turn myself yeah, in right? <laughs> yeah no you're actually just killing bad guys in this game right right i think i pointed this out to you when you hover over them sometimes they have nicknames oh yeah but sometimes they don't so it was like every once in a while some random bad guy if you hover over him would be like you know john one-eye bob like i don't <laughs> have these weird nicknames hey they had time to put that in but, but they, they, they couldn't looked fix like the fun. it wasn't like any sort of special bad guy it was just another regular looking bad guy every once in a while they'd have an actual name i was like very like so random like somebody was like yeah let's all give them names and then they realized that's way too much work and then they, they kind of stopped like, yeah. through <laughs> I found out a little bit about Jimson weed. It's the herb that oh, that Isabel uses. That Isabel yeah. uses to heal herself. So you can smoke it. It can also be used as an anesthesia, but it's huh. also really toxic and it can kill you. So that's why it hasn't huh. really caught on as like right. as much as weed has or other other things. But it has been used traditionally by Native American cultures to commune with spirits. And it's also associated with voodoo in um, Haiti. So that's probably mm. why they chose to give it to her because yeah. she's a voodoo witch. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. I never, I don't know anything about plants. And that's one of the first things when she was introduced, you're like, do you have a problem that they, the only like black woman in this, of course, is like some voodoo witch. And I'm, I don't know, like looking yeah. into it more, like she is from... New the Orleans. South, New Orleans, Mississippi, yeah. and the Mississippi voodoo, like, is a thing. And I'm like, I, like, I think it's... Yeah. And she's, like, the most badass of the bunch. And I'm like, I think it's fine. Because yeah. everyone else is a stereotype in the game. And, well, because uh, if I think back to the, the first game, especially with Sam, the black character, it's like... And there was some... I mean, there were some mm -hmm. really bad stereotypes yeah. in the first one. So I was just a little wary of... Plus, it doesn't... Yeah, like it, what that Jimson weed, like it, it, like as someone actually did a minor amount of research of like, like what Mississippi yeah. voodoo is, it would have been one thing to have her and she has like a voodoo doll and like which isn't. I don't is, know anything more, about voodoo. I, I, I looked know. a tiny bit into voodoo and there's all sorts of different types of voodoo and it's actually a lot more complex yeah. and has a lot more history than just 
this tourist shit we all think of when it, now it's just like oh, a voodoo doll. Like there's so much more to voodoo. So the fact that he didn't just go straight to that with her, I think, is good. And I don't know. I she's my favorite character. Yeah. So I'm, well, she I'm has cool a cat, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot again. about the cat, of course. <laughs> Which I don't ever. I used a couple no, times. No, I didn't use the cat either. <laughs> there was a couple times I had to sneak by somebody and I would distract them with the kitty cat, but I didn't use it that much. <laughs> It's a badass cat. I have only one more thing on my list, but do you have anything there? That you, you, you go, yeah. you go for it. Um, I just wanted to go into contract law. Contract uh, law. Yeah, yes. Okay. It keeps coming up in the books I read, and the movies I watch, and TV shows. And I'm like, are people getting just scammed all the time today because they don't know what constitutes a contract? Sure. And I don't know if you, as a realtor, have experience <laughs> with these things of people just like not understanding. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think people don't understand. They don't understand it. All you have to do is look at the music industry. Even just yeah, well, that's true. I mean, even just today, if today. you look at South Korea, but if you look at like '60s, '70s, even into '80s, like rock musicians, they would get screwed on their contracts all the time. And I mean, now in America, here people have wisened up to it, and it seems to be like with the K-pop, you talk about it all the time their contracts. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. I don't know that those kids always know what they're signing. Well, the um, parents have their their kids. I think the parents yeah. would have to sign on their behalf. I guess, so. but no, I I really do think like because now you would, like hire a music lawyer to look over your mm -hmm. contract if you're a musician. Like that wasn't like a thing not that long ago, mm -hmm. and especially so. I don't know if I'm thinking about the Wild West. I don't know what everyone you know probably your level of education is not that great, mm -hmm. and so if you have some rich guy who. You know, maybe he is a lawyer or something. He's just way more sophisticated on that stuff. So you're than saying you. Kate and John are idiots? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that they. <laughs> I, I think it's reasonable to think that they don't quite get what a contract is. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I mean, John, his his dad died when he was like ten, and he's. I mean, I don't know who the hell do you get raised by wolves? Like, I don't know how smart John Cooper actually is. He was is. raised by Hector. He's just kind of yeah. He's just kind of a gunslinger, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so the storyline that I'm referring to is Higgins, Kate's intended husband, has the deed to her uncle's ranch. Mm -hmm. And the game proposes that because he's in possession of this deed, he now owns the farm. It makes, it makes no sense. I think people also have this misconception of... If, you, if something is in writing, that means it's legal. Mm -hmm, and right. people have only recently, I mean, since the Victorian age, normal people know yeah. how to read and write. So that's actually not yeah. a required um, component of a contract. Though, of course, nowadays we have everything written down, so it's easier to prove in yeah, court. Verbal, contra verbal contracts can be valid but it's basically unenforceable because it turns into he said she said yeah yeah so the interesting thing here is if kate really was intended to have this farm after her un uncle died and she had married higgins then he would have to wait for the uncle to die and he then owns the farm because under coverture law women cannot mm -hmm. own property if they're married right so for him to think that he now has the deed and he can just own the farm I just thought it was weird that they didn't just say, oh, he has this deed. We have to get it back because he has it illegally. Like, he, oh, he owns the farm now because he has the deed. I don't know. Just the whole no, storyline no. there was... But it's also just, obviously, the area they're living in is super corrupt. And so right. if, if someone says, this is my farm, and they have, like, the sheriff is backing them up, like, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> right, you <know>? I guess. <laughs> if you have a corrupt rich person and corrupt law enforcement like who you, but then they don't even need the contract is I what guess. i'm saying yeah if i guess you, so. you know it's like what was so. the point of getting the the deed i'm back? like you're not gonna go like viral on cnn and get a bunch of social media support for your case like you're just kind of left out on your own you know <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's all a little bit the story is definitely uh murky an afterthought, <laughs> an afterthought. <laughs> it's more just about like hey let's hang out with these people in the wild west and like don't you want to just hang out in this world which i do yeah that's i it. think i think that's all i have to say i mean yes so having just played the last of us 2 and now this i had a much better time with this simple little yeah, wild funny. west strategy game yeah. than the last of us 
too, which is sad, but also beautiful in a way. <laughs> like, because what what is like where where the people that made this is Sweden? I think it's a Swedish studio. I'm pretty Mimi sure. Mimi Games. I don't know. I'm what... pretty sure it's Swedish, and that just that a small little studio. Wait, let's look this up real quick. Me 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 me. Oh, oh, they are actually they're German. They're based in Munich, I and mean, that makes sense because this game, for whatever reason, was really successful in Germany. And I, you know, I couldn't. I was trying to find out what the sales were per country. I'm like, where was this game most popular? Because people here don't really seem to know the mm -hmm. game that much. Mm -hmm. But I remember it being like a big deal in Germany <laughs> yeah. for whatever because German, Germans like love Wild West we shit. love Wild West stuff um, yeah, yeah so the fact that this game studio is based in Germany that makes a lot of sense if they're trying to pay homage to the first one I think there, I read a rumor that they're going to make another Desperados game because this one seemed to be doing yeah, pretty do well it. so let's I'm all it. for it um, I think it's just the fantasy of like if you're surrounded by castles and forests and greenery Mm -hmm. The fantasy of having nothing there, and it's just you yeah, and your horse. Yeah, the vast and open space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> but no, but, but the point I was making is, it's beautiful that this little German game developer can make a game that I enjoy more mm -hmm. than Naughty Dog's Last of Us 2, which costs millions of dollars. And They overthought that game. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this game is more of like, we know what we're doing, and we're going to... They underthought it when it they, comes to the story. <laughs> no, I, I mean, story aside, there's a lot of thought that went to this game, and the game looks fantastic. The mechanics are fun, even if they got yeah. repetitive towards the end. No, it's, and I think now you can pick up the game for like 40 bucks if, if you look hard enough. So it, I think it's worth your time. Definitely. Nine out of 10. I'm giving it a nine out of 10. Love it. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Um, you want to sign us out, Tabby? Yeah, you can find us on our website, modernlifepodcast.com, on Instagram and Twitter at modernlifepod. Send us an email, modernlifepod at gmail.com. And in December, we'll be coming out with our holiday episode and our anniversary episode. I think it's three years for us Woo. that we're doing the podcast. So look out for that. All right. Bye. Bye.